and the masters of the universe. I am Adam, Prince of Eternia, defender of the secrets of Castle Grayskull. This is Cringer, my fearless friend. Fabulous secret powers were revealed to me the day I held aloft my magic sword and said, By the power of Grayskull! Welcome to Star Joe's Podcast, special Star Joe's Spotlight episode on Masters of the Universe. I'm your host, Ryan. I'm Chuck. And uh, welcome back, guys. We promised a Masters of the Universe episode sometime around episode 10. It's, we missed it by a little bit. <laughs> well, we got there, so, <laughs> so uh, I know technically, I guess if you're keeping score, <laughs> I don't even know where we're at. <laughs> I think this is actually like around episode 20. All right, so, so that'll we're doing, work. So we're doing all right. All right, that'll work. We're definitely going to get 24 in before the end of the year. Yeah, we're doing our, yeah, of so, course, yeah. So that's going to be good. This is our Masters of the Universe Spotlight. Which so uh, I know Chuck's just probably giddy. I can't wait to, to get into this. I'm chomping at the bit here. Before we get into all that, we have a lot of stuff just to catch up on, because again, it's been a few weeks since yeah, we got together. Yeah, we've really done nothing. There's no questions. Let's just go. No. We have plenty to talk about. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're killing me. Let's go. Um, so up, anyways, up, we up, both have been up to a lot. Yeah, true. Um, so why don't we go ahead and start off with you just came back from the uh, Columbus Toy Show. Yeah, I went to uh, Columbus Toy Show, um, went with uh, four member Wolfman Z. There's uh, a couple of albums I posted of the photos and everything that we get. We had a great time. Yeah, the one photo is a little disturbing. You had to take a picture of Leia's ass. I didn't understand the need to do that. It's but... a great ass. <laughs> My I was question about plastic that. ass <laughs> makes it great. I, my my wife asked me about that. I'm like, it's just kind of something funny. I just threw in there for people. So so she knew something was wrong with you too. Because if somebody buys that figure, you know what they're gonna do? They're gonna look at it. And everybody upskirts. Well, everyone it. does that. I know Dave DeWatch does. But you know, every yeah, everyone takes a peek under it, but no one takes a picture of what they were. I looking bet at. Dave's got some upskirt photos <laughs> of some people. Come on, Dave, back me up. You upskirt. I know you do. I heard your episode. <laughs> So, anyways, uh, how'd things go out there? It was really nice. Uh, I, I put a couple of photos of my halls and stuff up there that I was able to grab. A couple of uh, Masters of the Universe things I got with a couple of stations, and I got the buzz-off figure there. And I actually bought those from a guy. It's, I get, plug a little free plug here. It's Hive of Villainy. H-Y-V-E of Villainy. V-I-L-L-A-I-N-Y. Sounds right up my alley. Hiveavillainy.com. Go ahead and check those out. Um, he specializes in villains, monsters, and bad guys, specializing in hard-to-find ones. Ships worldwide from Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay, now it sounds like it's right up your alley. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to put his contact information on Facebook or website or something like that. So okay. He's a pretty cool guy. He's reasonable on the prices. Everything was really great. No problems. I got two stactions. He had 20 bucks each on him. I bought them both for 35 Okay. So I got a little bit of a deal there. Yeah, well, it's a lot of deals going on at the toy show. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he had twenty bucks on the two thousand X Buzz Off figure, which I needed for my set. I think I got him down to fifteen on that. So, 
It's a little bit above retail, but again, it's from 2000-whatever, 3-4, so it's not that bad. I ran into the illustrious Ken Diesel there. Yes, I saw the pictures with him. So, he was a treat. He remembered us from Super Show. That was good. He asked about you. Now, he was actually there as a retailer, correct? Well, he was helping his cousin. I guess his cousin has a retail G.I. Joe booth, Roma Collectibles. Okay. RomaCollectibles.com. You guys can go check that out. Specializing in G.I. Joe. Hard to find file cards, and they do have single-carded figures, as well as some um, mint-on-card you know, collecting things like that. So they they go to all those mid Ohio shows, those Cincinnati shows. They're thinking about even going to the uh, Cincinnati show, and they go to the Columbus one. So there's another one. So we'll probably post the details for that too. Okay. But he's looking forward to hanging out with us again at Super Show. So that's awesome. Very nice. Yeah. Um, so wh- shout out to you, Ken Diesel. So what uh, what would you say was your prize piece that you got from the show like what was the thing you were most proud to get oh here? running into ken diesel no <laughs> no you yeah got running a, in- you got a prize piece of ken diesel <laughs> i don't want to talk about it but yeah we hung out no i i guess those two masters of the universe stations they were really cool i've been wanting those for a while and i've been watching them on ebay and i actually bought them really cheaper than what i could on ebay and saved the shipping so that was really great even though they are like statue action figures they don't move yeah. they're stations yeah Another really cool thing I got was I got a box set of uh, Spider-Man and Mary Jane. Yeah, I saw that. I, mean, I paid I, three bucks for I, it, dude. I know you paid three bucks, and that's the only thing that makes it a deal. It's three bucks. It's still but, meant in a box. Yeah, it looked... Uh, it was a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> I did get the... Uh, I know why it was being sold for three bucks. Yeah, I couldn't <laughs> pass on it. It's three bucks. What the hell? And I picked up the Star Wars Princess Leia Slave Leia Unleashed. I got that right. for $11 open, loose, so that was pretty cool. That's nice. I got the uh, Marvel Legends Punisher figure. Yeah, I saw that. That's a yeah, nice Yeah, I got Punisher. that mint on card, 15 bucks. so that's yeah. not bad. That's a nice Punisher figure. That's my favorite looking Punisher, and I, I do enjoy the character, so I did want to get a character of him, and that's the only one that I saw that looked really good. So yeah. that's now my definitive Punisher figure. So. Very nice. Very nice. I got that. You guys can see, if you go to the album on Facebook, they're all there. Yeah. Went with... Um, Wolfman Z, like I said, he got a couple of Masters Universe Unleashed figures. No, Star Wars Unleashed. Star Wars Unleashed. I got Masters Universe on the brain because I want to get into this. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Calm down. I know. I know. Uh, he got a couple Star Wars Unleashed. He's posted his stuff, too. So okay. Very cool. You guys can check that out, too. He had a pretty good haul. Uh, it's just a couple of guys on a road trip down to Columbus geeking out, talking right. comics and toys. And now, when's the next one? Because they do it, what, every six months, roughly? Uh, yeah, I believe the next one is actually going to be in Cincinnati, Ohio. But the next Columbus one, I believe, is April the 10th. Okay. April 10th of next year, 2011. Okay. And it's one of the largest toy shows in the Midwest yeah. for just all toys and action right. figures. Now, the great thing about next year is you have toys to go shop for time to plan and save at the beginning of april and then you can go for comics and comic art at the end of april at super show yeah so that's pretty sweet yeah Um, and my birthday being april 9th is like the day before so i should be able to get some here you go birthday presents (laughs) and go wild with that yeah but i do want to go to super show so i had a ball last year that so i do want to go to that so i might have to kind of tailor my spending yeah yeah, accordingly work things out there might have to do a little bit of saving on the side? Maybe, or yeah. Okay. eBay, um, a couple items here and there, or yeah. something like that. Or so other than that, what else has been new for you? Sell a kid. Huh? What else has been new for <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm not looking to buy one, so. Yeah. Well, they're on eBay. So. <laughs> um, um, nice market for children <laughs> somewhere. I do not condone the selling of children. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> Only my own. Uh, so what else have you been up to? 
Uh, a lot of work. The wife's been kind of sick uh, with her surgery and everything like that, so she had an infection. She went back to the hospital, but treating with antibiotics, so it's been kind of hectic with that, watching the kids and everything like that. You got to watch a couple movies recently. I, I saw uh, Kick-Ass, Kick Ass, which I've never seen before, yeah. which was really good. I, surprisingly, it was really good. I kind of liked it, so that was pretty yeah, nice. I want to see that. It's pretty good. I would recommend it. Very nice. Uh, speaking of movies, I got to go see The Expendables. How was that? That was a total mangasm action. Mangasm. Yeah, it was ridiculous. Fanboy. Um, yeah, it was like, okay, I heard a lo- I've heard a lot of people complain about it. But here's the thing. If you wanted to go see a movie with all those action stars in it, and you wanted to see them blow stuff up and shoot guns and throw knives. That's what you got? That's what you got. Sounds good. If you went there for plot and good acting, I don't know what you thought those yeah. actors were going to pull yeah. off. <laughs> hey, if you want to go see Naked Chicks, you go check out a porn, you don't go see something else. So. Now, the thing I really liked that they did is, um, there was one thing I was kind of surprised that they didn't do, and then there was one thing I was really glad they did. Now, the thing I was surprised they didn't do was that there really wasn't a whole lot of one-liner, like the cheesy one-liners from all the typical action movies. Well, with everybody in there, it all would have been one-liners. Exactly. So. That's the thing I realized, is if they tried to give one person a one-liner, they have to give them all one-liners, and then it just gets overboard. Amazing acting in it as far as like the action stars. You had Jason Statham, you had um, Mickey Rourke was Mickey in Rourke, it. Yeah. He played an awesome character. Bruce Willis is in it very briefly, but the part he plays is awesome because you hear words come out of Bruce Willis's mouth that you—it just makes you smile. Nice. <laughs> um, he's pretty vulgar. He's pretty vulgar. Let's put it Did that way. Did he get a yippee ki yay? No, no yippee ki yay. Now the thing that I was what about Dolph Lundgren? <laughs> since we're on Masters, yes, he—he uh, he was in it, nice. and he plays kind of this drugged out guy that was on the team, and then he turns traitor, and, it, and there's a nice little twist with him at the end, and. Nice. Um, so, at the very end of the movie. Um, so, it was very cool. Now, the thing that I like that they did is, you know, you watch these action movies in the in the 80s, and there's always that love interest. And they, they hook up with the girl at the end. They save her, everything else. Well, there is a girl in the movie. The killer? No. And Sylvester Stallone's character wants to rescue her, but there ends up not being a love reason behind it. It's more like she's the symbol of him redeeming himself if he saves her then he's kind of redeemed himself so there's no like smoochy love thing this is a guy's movie this is this is guns my wife's not gonna like explosions this is the anti-chick flick (laughs) you've heard it here so i recommend it when it comes on dvd it was not it wasn't something i'd say rush to the theater and see but it's definitely something to check out on dvd it's a rental yeah sure so uh so, speaking of wives, I just had my nine-year wedding anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. So, I've made it nine years. I'm nice. hoping for at least another nine years. Nine more to do. <laughs> um, but, no, it was really great. Uh, yeah, the wife well, happy got, anniversary. Thank you. Uh, the wife got me Lost Season 6. Nice. For, uh, as, I know you're into that. Yes. Uh, and speaking of which, uh, for the coming up, uh, pretty soon, probably within the next month or so, the two-bit podcasters who we've mentioned before on the show. Are you going to plug your appearance? Oh, yes. I'm going to plug my appearance. Um, no shame. No shame. No, I have an ego the size that does not I'm allow me. I get through the door. Does not allow me to get through doors. They are going to go back to season one. And now that we know everything that's happened and what caused everything, they're going back to season one, episode by episode. And they're having guests on also. And I'm going to be one of the guests for at least about three of the episodes. Okay. So that's going to be pretty sweet, and I'll keep you guys posted when... So if you guys like Ryan and you like Lost, I mean, check that out. And who doesn't? Who doesn't? <laughs> I, myself, have never seen an episode of Lost and right. do not desire to. You should. 
You really should. Got no reason. <laughs> just can't it just be because I told you it's one of the best shows ever? <sighs> I can't imagine Gilligan's Island being good. <laughs> it's not Gilligan's Island. The fuck it ain't. <laughs> it isn't. <laughs> Castaways Lost on an Island. I've seen. Right. Yeah, but it's not a comedy. Skipper. No, there's no skipper. It should be. There's he a died. pilot because they crash. He's a skipper. No, he dies. Oh, well. Too bad. And that's not giving anything away. Skipper's really dead, too. That's in the first episode. (laughs) Alan Hale, he's really dead. Yeah, well. Moving on. But not on the show. Moving on. All right, so anyways, so that's what's kind of been up with me. Anyways, let's, uh, why don't we go ahead and get into some of the listener questions and everything else, get that out of the way, some things are coming up and everything, and then we'll go ahead into your whole trap jaw episode thing here. spoiled it. Oh, I spoiled it. Okay. Spoilers. (laughs) I think they're going to know it's about Trapjaw when they see the image that goes yeah. along with the episode. <laughs> yeah, basically what we wanted to do was the Masters of the Universe, we're going to spotlight one individual, one character, and that character is going to be Trapjaw. Yeah, which it's a f- fan favorite. It's a favorite of Chuck and myself, so we figure, why the hell not? Why the hell not? So, all right, so let's go ahead into the uh, Jedi Holocron. Jedi Holocron. All right, Chuck. Uh, well, we hit. We didn't have any uh, new listeners per se on the forum, uh, and we didn't have any new countries. Well, I know we had some new Facebook people, but so we did have some new Facebook people. Thank you very much for friending us. We appreciate that. And we actually had some new emails. It's always nice to make friends. Yeah, we did have some new emailers because surprise, surprise, when I make a, a contest challenge of just email us and say I want it. Surprise, surprise, people come out of the woodwork and just go, you know what? I'll send an email. I've yeah. never contacted them before, but I'll send, I'll send an email. So, who won that? Uh, the three winners that we had is, there was uh, the Scott. The are. The winners are. Whatever, dude. <laughs> the the three disc winners are Scott. I'm not going to say last names. But Congratulations, Scott. Scott, Eric. Congratulations, Eric. And Eric is uh, Flash GL. Flash GL. Nice. So, uh, and then there's Justin. Justin, congratulations. So those three, uh, I believe Scott was the one that emailed and said, I want it. He was the first one to send in. Bravo, Scott. It. Good work out of you. And I think, I don't have it marked here, but I think it was, a, I think his name was Ben. I'm not 100% sure. I'll double check it. But there was a guy that basically emailed in and he says, am I too late for the effing disc? He didn't even write fucking disc. He wrote effing disc. Oh, and he goes, taken away, Ben. And then he goes, not hating, just trying to be funny. Thanks. And I did email him back and say, you have listened to the show, right? You're not going to offend us with the F-bomb. Yeah. <laughs> Points taken away if you didn't spell it out, man. <laughs> so, uh, but it made me laugh. Nice. Uh, still don't get anything for it. But, no, no. But, but it made me laugh. We so. had our winner. Thank you. That's right. But we did ask for some questions from some of our listeners. Okay. So, the first question that we had was actually coming from Rock. Who's always been listening to us and very been a great very supporter? Good supporter, yes. Rock said, "Hey, Ryan and Chuck, here's a question for the upcoming episode. What's up, buddy?" <laughs> he said, "Can you play the Beastman song on the podcast? It's from the band Narkill. Or could you give your opinion of the video? Thanks, Rock. Well, now you can go to YouTube and you can check this out yourself. Yeah. Just type in Beastman and Narkill, Narkill, or Beastman video." video. Or- Beastman fucking Skeletor. Or <laughs> it's one of those. It's one of those. It's it's the guy who's on Jackass. Okay. Like he's on that. Is that who's on that? Yeah, okay. one of those guys. And, and that's not really my cup of tea. I don't really like that kind of stuff. Or yeah. I don't like the movie Jackass or anything yeah. like that. But I like the movie Jackass. This was a little overboard for me. 
Um, so we're not going to play the song in the podcast, yeah, yeah. but we... You guys can definitely go to You YouTube guys can go check, check it out. out. We will give our opinion of the video. Yeah, it's, um, it's very... I found it to be disturbing, Rock. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not going to lie, buddy. Yeah. I found it to be a little disturbing. And I understood... Funny. Yes, I was going to say... Funny, but I, disturbing. Yes, I was going to say, he sent it because he thought it was funny. Sure. And there's parts that are funny. Hilarious. And there's parts that I couldn't look at the t- at the screen. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't go to confession after that, buddy. That was pretty pretty raw. Um, luckily, Rock's married. Thank God. <laughs> so we don't ever let your wife see that. So so we <laughs> so we know which way he leans, but the video would have begged the opposite yeah. direction. <laughs> it has the, the the filmation toys from the eighties. Kind like of going at getting it, with it each on, other. yeah. Skeletor and and, and all males, out. mind you. Yeah, and that part was funny. <laughs> Which that's fine if that's what your thing is, but at the same time, I'm I'm thinking even gay. Humping? I think well, I think even gays would find that <laughs> like a little offensive. offensive. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> um, but we're not here to judge. Yeah, I mean, we're not here to I mean, judge. I didn't find it offensive. I just was like, like I said, there was just some scenes that. We're a little disturbed. Yeah. So check it out. It's on YouTube. I mean, obviously yeah. YouTube didn't and think it was offensive enough to be banned. Right. Absolutely. So, and, and the fact that we... We're fucking prudes in Ohio. Right. So. <laughs> and now that we've said it's offensive or that it, it was, like, disturbing, I should say. Because, yeah. like I said, it wasn't offensive. It's but, probably got a million hits. And people but, yeah, it. the fact that we said it's disturbing now, people are going to go flock and listen to yeah, it. Yeah, it'll probably so. crash. Yeah. So, um... We're not that big, though. No. We're big enough. All right. All right. So, <laughs> so the next question we got was from Victor. We actually the next two questions we got was from Victor. Yeah, from, but thank you, Rock. From from ETM, Victor wanted to know first off who has the better disguise, Prince Adam or Clark Kent? Ah, Jesus, that's kind of tough. Prince Adam's disguise is pale because <laughs> he manages just a tan. Just bronze. He uses a tan. And and they uh, change and, outfits. <laughs> yeah, because he drops the purple tights and the <laughs> pink shirt and vest, whereas Clark Kent is in a suit with glasses. Now, okay, you go ahead and give your answer. Honest to God, I think the better disguise is probably Clark Kent. I would agree with you. Here's why I agree with you. Yeah. Because if I had to pick a disguise, <laughs> I'm picking Clark Kent's disguise, which is a suit and the, and and the glasses. glasses. Yeah. I'm not picking the fuchsia... Like, look at me. Yeah. <laughs> the, the fuchsia, the purple loincloth with the purple pink, tights yeah. and the pink uh, v-neck. Whereas I turned yeah. into a superhero with a tan who's half naked in a loincloth. Now, that's <laughs> nothing wrong with that. Well, you like that. True. <laughs> but, but, yeah, yeah. better disguise as better far disguise as disguise. Clark, Clark Kent, yeah. Now, in the more updated versions, because those are the classic versions. Right. The, now, the more updated versions, the 2000X... Adam, he's a scrawny Adam, little teenager. He's a little scrawny, he turns into the muscle bound, so that's pretty good. That's a good disguise. Um, and the more updated version of Clark Kent versus Superman, Superman's obviously very bold, you know, chest out, <laughs> arms at his hips, Whereas all that Clark's stuff. a little bit more normal build. Yeah, well, Clark's not so much normal build, because he doesn't change his build, but what he does to disguise himself, he kind of slouches over, hunches over, hunches over and, and changes his voice a bit, and, and they've kind of played up the fact of why no one's ever realized it's He's actually clumsy, Superman. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he plays the clumsy guy and everything else. So, in the updated versions, it's kind of a toss-up. It's kind of a toss-up for yeah. me. So yeah. vintage, Clark Kent, up-to-date, Adam. Adam, probably, because right. Adam completely changes his physique. He would be on the fence any fucking more than that. <laughs> well, there's two different versions. Victor, when the hell is that new ETM episode coming out? <laughs> The fuck's up with that? I just listened to their episode 35 today. Yeah, I, I listened to parts of the Baltimore Comic Con when yeah. they were there, part one and part two. Yeah. I need to see what I, they actually bought. I only listened to part one so far. You're slacking. You can't give them a hard time. We've been three weeks without an episode. <laughs> I'm sorry about that, yeah. 
I should not cast stones when I live in a glass house. All right. But so, yeah, seriously, get that episode up because I want to see what you guys bought. Yeah. I put my pictures up as soon as I got home. Yeah, definitely want to see the, the fuck. I definitely want to see the stash. But we're not video. Right. But I want to see the stash. <laughs> Is it wrong to see another man's stash? No. All right, they, cool. They wear it right under their nose. Show me your stash. So. Next question from Victor. Right there. Yeah. So anyways, Victor's next question. He said, do you have a favorite uh, Masters of the Universe filmation episode? I so. do, actually. I actually have a couple that are right up. I actually like a lot of the filmation episodes. Some are really cheesy. Some have stood the test of time. But three of my favorites are the origin of the sorceress, which explains the origin of the sorceress, uh, the problem with power, and the diamond ray of disappearance. Okay. And the diamond ray of disappearance, we actually are introduced to all of Skeletor's minions. Minions, right. Which is really cool. And the problem with power is the episode, I believe, where um, He-Man accidentally... Skeletor pretends that He-Man accidentally kills a guy, and he wrestles with that as being a hero which he accidentally killed somebody, and he doesn't want the power anymore. So, right. pretty good episode. But those are my those are my three of my favorites to stand out. And for me, like I was talking with Chuck, I haven't watched a Filmation He-Man Master Universe episode probably since I was a kid. So you're figuring about 25 <laughs> years ago, roughly... Yeah. I, I recently, well, not recently, about a couple of years ago, I guess. I, I bought the box sets. Yeah, I bought a couple. I bought another one recently within the past year or so. So, yeah. and I don't have the box sets. I don't have the complete set. I'm missing season two, part two, but I'll okay. eventually pick it up. Now, here's the thing I found though, which is great for our listeners. You know how we always tell you guys where free stuff is. <laughs> we're, we're good with the free stuff. We're good with the free stuff. I wanted to get ready for this episode to watch at least an episode with Trapjaw in it. Yeah. So the episode that I watched was the Diamond Ray of Disappearance. Good episode. And it is a great episode. And I think it's one of, because, like you said, it introduces all of Skeletor's minions. Right. I think that even if I have watched all the episodes or remember all the episodes, I think I'd still pick that to be in, in my top five, probably. Sure. Because I really like that, that it introduced all the minions for the first time. So the thing that you can do is you can go on YouTube. Type, oh, in, yeah. type in Masters of the Universe. Yeah, they have episodes, okay. full episodes. And they have full watching. episodes on there that are officially on there. It's not like somebody posted them in there at three parts and stuff like yeah. that, because that's how you have to watch some stuff. Yeah, you can, you but can definitely these are, there. Yeah, these are officially up there. No commercials. You get Yeah, no commercials. They're clear as day. They're free. They're completely free. They God list, bless YouTube. They list, you know, season one, episode one, season two, episode two, and they tell you the title of the episode. Yeah. They tell you what was in it, basically. So, so check them if, out if, if you want to watch old filmation Master Universe. They're all there for get you. Get your He-Man fix. Get yeah. your He-Man Jones going. So on. I definitely will be watching more of them. But I did watch uh, that one episode and I really liked it. And like I said, it would definitely be in my top five. Cool. Uh, but I'll have to kind of circle back once I've watched a lot of them. So the last thing I wanted to mention before we get into the, uh, or actually two things I want to mention before we get into the. Uh, Epi- the main meat of the episode here. The meat and potatoes. That's right. Uh, was something we received from another listener. Yes. Uh, Earth 616, which is uh, Adam Bessignotti, who did the book uh, Deus Ex Comica. Correct. He, uh, you guys heard us mention that before. Our author friend. Yes, our author friend. He went to Celebration 5. Star Wars. Star Wars Celebration 5. Right. And these guys know what Celebration 5 is. I would hope. <laughs> so, anyways... You're not paying attention, then. You're listening to a partial Star Wars podcast. You should know We're what... Talking about Masters of the Universe. But go ahead. <laughs> you should know what... Uh, I said partial. Okay. So, anyways, he went... Because uh, he wanted to do some book signings. I think he was at a location near there. I don't sure. know if he was doing the signings at the location, at the uh, yeah, Celebration. He was in Orlando. But he was in Orlando. 
So he went to Star Wars uh, Celebration 5, and he found a bunch of stuff there, and he obviously got some stuff for himself, but he also picked up some stuff for us. Yeah, it was very, very nice and very kind. He sent us some things. It was very, yeah. very thoughtful and un, totally unnecessary, but yeah. goddamn, I love it. Yeah, I mean, he sent us a ton of stuff. And he made he sent two of each thing. Yeah. So this way we could not have to fight over anything. Good call. Uh, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it was it was just amazing what he actually sent to us. So yeah, well, maybe we'll take a couple of pictures and some of the stuff and just put it up there. But yeah, yeah. to give you an There's idea, like some posters. Yes. Yeah, well, I'm going to oh, give you a quick rundown here. Sure. Yeah. One of the things he sent uh, two of was the Lego White Boba Fett minifigures, and it was a Celebration Five exclusive. He said, you got for participating in the Logo Mural Project at the convention. So they had a bunch of Legos that you could help build. I saw that. It's on YouTube, too. Yeah. And And it's the concept Boba Fett figure where he's all white. This is the uh, Ralph McQuarrie Boba Fett, but it's done in lego size figure. Yeah. Mini figures. Yeah. And he said it's going, like, for 30 bucks on eBay. And I'm keeping mine. I'm not selling mine ever. Yeah. And, in fact, I was thinking in a future uh, toy review... That's a figure I want to review. Nice. Because we haven't done a Lego figure, and I'm sorry, the 80s for me was, for Legos, was yeah. a lot about Legos. Yeah, sure. So, uh, so we'll definitely. that in a future toy review. Yeah, absolutely. Um, he says, I know you like the Star Wars novels, and he was sending this email to me. <laughs> he knows <laughs> you don't read. It's a book. Books. <laughs> it's a book. It's a book. Book. And the publisher was giving away copies of, of that particular one, which it was the uh, Fate of the Jedi Outcast. Mm-hmm. It was a paperback. Right. I have the hardbound version of it, so I did email him back and said, um, that was very cool. Yeah. I didn't need it, so I gave it to Chuck. I now have my first Star Wars book. So Chuck has his first Star Wars book. We're going to see if he actually reads it, or if at the end of the year, he says, you know what, let's put this in a prize package. (laughs) I'm going to read it. Okay, you're going to read it? Okay. Okay. You have to give your feedback on it. Jesus. I know. There's supposed to be a cliff note somewhere. <laughs> there's not. I'll read it like I did in school. It just came out. It's got to be a movie somewhere. No, there's no movie. Ah, damn There's it. no trade paperback for it. You have to All actually right. read the words and have the pictures in your head. All right, buddy. <laughs> you send it. I guess I'll read it. Yes. And then he said he sent a uh, Boba Fett mask, like this little mask with a str- rubber band thing. Yeah, rubber band thing on the back. And he had it signed. And we couldn't tell from the signature who the heck it was. Right. So he said that was from artist uh, Chris Scalf, who uh, was, it was signed by Blood, he said Blood Ties artist Chris Scalf. And Blood Ties, if I remember right, is a book where he must have done the cover art for it. Sweet. And he did Boba Fett on the cover of that, and it's awesome. If I'm remembering the title correct of Blood Ties, I didn't have a chance to double check that, but I think that's what what it is. Um, He also sent two issues of Legacy Number Zero, which Star Wars Legacy which kind of gives you some background. It came out like midway through the series to kind of bring new readers up to speed. He sent that plus a postcard, which had the same image from the cover, but it was just the image. And that was actually signed by the artist Jan uh, Dersima, who was the artist that actually did that. So then he also sent a comic book. It was a flip comic book for the Knight Errand number half issue. Okay. And that's the new comic book that's coming out by uh, Jackson Miller. And I am really looking forward to that I one. I know you are. The art is amazing. It's really it? good. Really good. And when you flip it over, there's actually an excerpt from the novel. Mm-hmm. Because there's going to be books tied into the comic book. So it's going back to what I was mentioning a while back. Which is, they tie a lot of these novels and comic books together. together yeah. 
Which, so you get the full story. Right, yeah. and you can read them completely separately. Yeah, and you can be... In fact, there's an interview in this comic that uh, Earth-616 sent to us. He was asked, you know, John Jackson Miller actually was asked, you know, about doing both. And he says, well, you can read one or the other and get the full, full story, story that yeah. you want. But if you read them both, you, you get, get even more. Extra, yeah. Right. Uh, so that's fantastic. Um, he also said Hasbro had a giveaway of Galactic Heroes the one day. And what he sent us was... Uh, Luke Skywalker in his X-Wing outfit. That's my favorite Luke Skywalker With a removable ever. helmet. Yeah. It's awesome. Of all the Luke Skywalker figures, that's my favorite Luke Skywalker figure. Nice. In the orange X-Wing. Nice. So I really appreciate it. I, I opened it yesterday. Yeah. I, I played with it a little. I haven't, op- <laughs> I haven't opened mine yet, but it's going to be open. It's yeah. going to go right next to my Bespin Luke and my Lando Carissian that I have yeah. with the Galactic Heroes also. So. Yeah. I, I posted before, if you look in my uh, tab, some yeah. of my Star Wars... Um, yeah, Galactic Heroes. Yep, it's going right in those. We're right in there with other other guys. Yep, and then uh, he also sent us some card backings. Oh yeah, uh, which are the card before the figure is actually placed on them. Right, but it's before the figure is actually glued to the card. It's actually the uh, the new vintage style card. Right, with a black backing on it. So we got what was it? General, General Grievous, Grievous, Commander Cody, and right. Anakin Skywalker. Anakin Skywalker, and, and he these said, are the exclusive ones too, with a foil stamping on them. So they're yeah. pretty pretty cool. He said the, he had an Obi Wan <laughs> Kenobi one, but he didn't have any extras of it. So he's like, sorry, I, that's I, it, I don't that's really okay. care. Yeah, I mean, I love it's great to get them, but I the love Center, awesome, yeah. dude. I love Commander Cody. Yeah, oh he's, yeah, he's. Probably my second favorite clone trooper. I do like Captain Rex even better, but it's like a onesie twosie, one A, one B type thing. Yeah, um, so I I love that. I love General Grievous. Yeah, I, I the Anakin, the card art on that's cool. Yeah, you guys have seen these. You can check them out at Target, Walmart, and Toys R Us. Yeah. But buy them at Walmart or Toys R Us. They're just a little cheaper. A little than cheaper. Toys yeah. R Us. They're ten bucks there. Everywhere else, it's you mean Walmart or, or Target? Walmart or Target? Yeah. You said Walmart or Toys R Us, and then you said no, no, no. <laughs> Toys, Toys R Us is, is more expensive. They're about ten bucks at Toys R Us, yeah. but Walmart and Target seem to have them for seven to eight dollars. Yep. And then he says, "I thought you'd dig the in- Invasion and Star Wars Insider posters." So Those we got cool. yeah. two big posters. The inside, uh, the Invasion one is huge. Yeah. And on the back of it's got a Yuzan Vong. Yeah, the, I like that. The yeah. front of it is uh, one that you probably saw in one of our is the cover art for one of our earlier episodes. Post, you probably yeah. saw one of our earlier posts. It's uh, it's Luke Skywalker using the Force with his lightsaber. Right. And that, that actually Luke Skywalker picture is going to be hanging up in my son's room. So thank you. Yeah. So uh, I'm planning on probably seeing if I could find a place to put I was going to put the use on so. long up, but he's probably a little scared of that. Probably so. might be scared of he's that. He's only three, so. <laughs> We're going to start him off young here, buddy. So, Luke Skywalker in the bedroom. He said that uh, he didn't remember what else he put in the box, but we do. He, we do, yeah. He put uh, some little cards. Yeah, the Luke Skywalker trading card. Trading and there was, card. Uh, looks like there was a credit card looking things. Yeah, like a, what they are is they, they're promoting the, the Old Republic books and the Old Republic comic book. Yeah. And it almost looks like a phone card. Yeah, and so it's a hard plastic. Right. It's got a cool image on the front. Oh, yeah. And then on the back, it's got a little scratch-away thing. And what mm-hmm. the scratch-away thing is, it gives you access to more information about the upcoming series. Online? Yeah. Nice. So that's very cool. Uh, so thank you very much. This, yes, thank you. This has been, like, the best package we received. Not to throw away any of the past ones we've gotten. Yeah, this But just, it's like the packages that are coming in. They're getting with keep, more stuff and more stuff and right. more stuff. So, so, I mean, thank you, everyone, that has thank sent you us very stuff. Much. Uh, we had Starfighter, we had uh, Rock, yeah. and now we got Earth Six One Six sent us stuff, and it's just like it's just amazing. Yeah, like yeah. I and Z hooked us up with some yeah. Happy Meal toys, so that's right? Cool. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, he doesn't have to send anything; he, he just, just brings drops them in. it off. Yeah. But that's amazing too. Yeah. Um. So I mean, thank you everyone yes. that has given us stuff. So now Earth Six One Six, you're a member of the Jedi Council. Yes. So he'll appear on the Jedi Council. Speaking of which, 
Starfighter, if you're listening to this episode... I, and I know you are. I contacted you a while back because we want you to get the recognition that you certainly deserve. I need some information from you, so either contact me through the forums or contact me through email at the Podcast at gmail.com, and I'll let you know again what I need from you because we want you to get the recognition. Yeah, uh, so we just need I mean, a couple of things here to... Yeah, to post that up for you. Right. So we want it done your way. So It's like Burger King. That's right. It's your way. So, the last thing I want to mention before we get into Trap Jaw. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> killing me. I'm killing Chuck here. Is Mid-OhioCon's coming up. Yes. And it's going to be huge. It's big. It's big. It's their 30th anniversary. Which is big. Which is big. Uh, it is going to be November 6th. We're five years older than it. Yes. It's, it's <laughs> November 6th and 7th. Yes. And Doesn't somebody have a birthday around that time? I have October 6th. There you go. So, yes. So, cash will be greatly accepted. Okay. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But no, I, I do want to go to this one because some of my favorite artists are going to be there. Oh, yeah. And I want to get some original art from them if I possibly can. Not to mention the deals on comic books, trade paperbacks, and action and figures. And action figures, right. But, yeah. But mostly, I'm, I am, mostly I am going for this original artwork because... One of my for cheap comics. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorite artists is David Finch. Okay, yeah, he, he might be my absolute favorite. Like Finchy, him and Jim Lee are very close to each other. Very good. Um, but yeah, David Finch, who's doing Batman: The Dark Knight, which is coming out soon. Oh yeah, I'm familiar. He's going to be their special guest of honor along with Adam Hughes. And if you like women, and who don't? I married one. <laughs> you want Adam Hughes drawing your women for you? True. Sure. So those are special. Those are the special guests of honor. There, not our special guests. But no, no, not ours. <laughs> but somebody, we're not hosting the shindig. There's a whole list. If you just go to just look up Mid OhioCon 2010, you'll find a blog location and it lists all the guests. But just to spotlight some of the big names that I recognize, there's a, a lot there. But there's going to be uh, Barry Kitson. Uh, there's going to be Billy Tan. Uh, let's see. The Thor guy. Uh, yeah, Lou Ferrigno. Or no, I'm sorry. No, Billy Tan, is he the Thor guy? I no. think so. It's uh, Brian G.L. Glass is the Thor guy. I don't think so. Yeah, I think so. I think it's Billy. Might we'll be, look. Might be both of them. Might be both. Yeah. We'll um, I know that... Uh, Lou Ferrigno. Well, <laughs> Lou Ferrigno is the Thor guy. No. No. Lou from, Ferrigno uh, is going to be there. Yeah. And he's from Incredible Hulk. No, from the King of Queens. <laughs> no, he's from Incredible Hulk first. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That guy. Yeah, yeah. him too. I know that Brian G.L. Glass is going to be there, and I know he does. he's doing Thor. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's doing Valkyrie one-shot, and he's doing Thor's origin over again. Right. So he's going to be there. Yeah. You have, let's see, who else on this list? Ethan Van Skyver, who is also one of my favorite artists. He's going to be there. Uh, Tony Isabella, who's a longtime Marvel yeah, writer. He, he was at yeah, York, York Comics. Comics yeah. He was at York Comics when... Uh, when Pretty we went there, day. yep. Matt Wagner is going to be there. Kurt Busiek, Wags. Koi Fam, who's a big artist. Uh, the list just goes on and on. Yeah, there's, so, there's a lot, so check it out, guys. So those are some of the big. Definitely worth going. We're going to go. Yeah, we're, yeah. Well, yeah, we're yeah. going to go. <laughs> it's in our backyard. We're going to go. Make yeah. All, all as long as everything goes smoothly. Yeah, we're so, going to go. I'll, we'll probably give you a little bit of advance notice what we're going to try to probably wear. Where we'll probably put on Facebook in the yeah. forums. So I, I tweeted. So if you're not, not tweeted, but put on Facebook what I was going to wear. Yeah. The day, like the morning when I left. Yeah. And Ken Diesel like checked it out. Yeah. And that's how he. he was yeah. If you want, if you me. if you want to actually meet us, and we would love to meet you. Because we just we were thinking about it. I'm like, 
You know, honestly, God, nobody knows what we look like. Right. Because our pictures aren't even on no, this thing yet. they're not. Well, but yours are Mine now. are now on Facebook. If you check us right. out on Facebook, you can see what I look like. Because I'm the guy in the gray t-shirt in I'm, the photo. Yeah, I'm still the man of mystery. The mystery man. <laughs> what, about what does Ryan look like? <laughs> and forum member Wolfman Z is the other gentleman in the photos with the, the brown Star Wars t-shirt on. Gentleman's with the little, ball head. Gentleman's a little strong word. The guy. <laughs> the guy. <laughs> the dude. Um, but yeah, so... The lady crusher. If, if you want to, to meet up with us, then join our fan site on Facebook or join the forums, and we'll post something that morning. Yeah, we're what, happy what, to hang out and talk yeah. geek with you guys. Absolutely. Um, Over some burgers and And products. we're looking at probably just Saturday going. Yeah, probably. Um, so that'll be the 6th. So we're, we're looking at that date. And then but we'll also confirm everything. tied into the Facebook thing. Facebook, I just yeah. want to mention it one more time because I mentioned it in the blooper episode, but... Since another episode came out right after that, not a lot of people listened to the blooper episode. If you found the Star Joe's profile on Facebook, and a lot of people have... Take it down. I can't take it down. I don't... You can kind of take it down, but not really. We have kind of... There's two things going on. Yeah, there's 13 people that found the Star Joe's profile and asked to be friends of Star Joe's. And we accepted them because that's fine. Because you'll get the updates there. But we have an actual fan site where you get the photos and the questions. And all, and, the, all the jazz. And yeah, all the stuff, all the going, stuff on. going on. Yeah. So look, if you're one of those people that found the Star Joe's profile, which is people like uh, Brian Roberts and Dave DeWanch and... Yeah, <laughs> Dave. <laughs> um, stuff, There's another one, buddy. <laughs> people like that. Search on Facebook again, and you'll find an actual fan site, and that's the one you really want to. If we join. tell them there's porn on it, they'll find it. The, no, they're not going to be porn on it. But if we tell Dave there's porn <laughs> on it, they'll find it. Well, if you tell them there's male porn on it, yeah, there's free drinks if you find it, Dave. So, <laughs> anyways, I can't um, wait to see a super show, buddy. <laughs> so find our fan site, yeah, and just put that you like it, and then you'll be part of the whole group. So. Yeah, then check it out. Then you can All right. participate. Uh, so, uh, now finally into Trap Job. Oh, God, without further ado, here I go. i got a boner. <laughs> All right, so um, let's go ahead. We actually have some action figures to cover. We have some comic book issues to cover. We have some episodes from the cartoon to kind of talk yeah, about maybe a little bit. Bios to cover. Bios to cover. We're just going to Masters Universe geek out here. That's right. So, uh, let's go ahead first and cover the comic books, and we'll go into our hyperspace review. No. Why not? <laughs> because I want to just set a, a, a little stage here. We can cover that in the... Ah, for the love of God. <laughs> oh, you wait, one, two, do your thing. Hyper Space Review. Alright. Alright, Now buddy. go into your little yeah. thing about ah, Trap Thank job. God, you're killing me here with this. Alright. <laughs> Basically, for any Masters of the Universe uh, news that you want, definitely check out He-Man.org. Okay. Uh, that site has pretty much everything you want to know about Masters of the Universe going on. Or that has happened in the past. There are three current Masters of the Universe podcasts, if you want to listen to them. Uh, the first one, and probably the one that most people know, is called Masters Cast. The second one is Masters of the Universe Chronicles. And the third one, the most recent one, is called Roast Google Dinner. Alright. <laughs> okay. Now, first off, Masters Cast. Masters Cast. I have a feeling some people come across that that are trying to go for their Masters. No. Masterscast.com. <laughs> you can check it out. It shows the first He-Man and She-Ra podcast. I'm just saying people may have accidentally come across it. Go, oh, Masters Cast. I'm going for my Masters. Click on that. Wrong. Okay. Now, the last one. Masters of the Universe Chronicles and Roast Google Dinner both can be found on the Pop Culture Network. Okay. 
can you explain the roast gubel dinner? Because people m- probably don't know, because I certainly didn't know this. Roast gubel dinner. Gubel is actually an animal that was in Eternia. Okay. That Beastman would eat, would, looks like a turkey leg or chicken leg. And okay. They would describe it as roast gubel. Okay. So what basically what they're talking about is there's four gentlemen. Uh, Val Staples is one of the guys. Pixel Dan Erdley is one of the guys. Emiliano and uh, Eamon O'Donoghue. Okay. Those are the four gentlemen. Wow. I'm so sorry. I <laughs> Surprised can't. you knew those names. Yes. Well, I listen, so. Well, I know, but. Uh, but yeah, actually, what their tagline is uh, they're discussing the Masters Universe over like a dinner setting, and there's going to be some arguments because what family dinner doesn't come with arguments? Nice. So, nice. Roast Google dinner. I wonder if they got the the name of Google from like gobble, like a turkey. Maybe. Could be. Now, Masters of the Universe Chronicles, that's by Chris Vent, Vento mm-hmm. Man. On okay. the HeMan.org forums. Okay. And that's an actually pretty good podcast. Again, both of those latter two, Masters of the Universe Chronicles and Roast Google Dinner, can be found at thepopculturenetwork.com. But they really only need to listen to us. We don't have links, but yeah, just listen to us. Just listen to us and you'll get all the Masters of the Universe info <laughs> but there's that you need. More. <laughs> uh, Masters of the Universe back in the day actually had its own magazine. Most people aren't aware of that. Okay. They did. Uh, and actually, their comic books, they were first done by DC. Okay. And then that turned into Star Comics. Right. And then in the uh, 2000X style, they had Image Comics. Right. And then MV Creations took it over. Right. And that's pretty much all we have as far and as comics my go. My favorite was the MV Creations. Yeah, the Image uh, and MV Creations. Yeah, the, the art was now, amazing. Back, the stories were probably the best. Yeah. I mean... They were really good. And Val Staples actually worked on that, along with Emiliano. Oh, okay. And wow. Eamon O'Donoghue. They did the cover for one. Wow, so, so that's definitely guys are a good, good one. Yeah. Pretty knowledgeable guys, then. Yeah. About that. And actually, each figure back in the 80s came with a mini-comic. Okay. And that's where some of the um, bios and canon take place in the mini-comics here. So what we're going to do is we're going to go through the Trapjaw mini-comic. We're going to go through the uh, MV Creations here. I believe it's Masters of the Universe Icons of Evil Trapjaw. And we're going to go through three figure reviews. We have the original Trapjaw, right. the 2000X Trapjaw, and the Masters of the Universe Classics Trapjaw. Right. And we have a couple of bios, and Ryan's going to take a lead on that and read those. Right. First one is going to be the original bio from the original back of the card art from Trapjaw. Right. Which, yeah, okay. Just, just a couple it, of sentences. Just, okay, yeah. I was say, there's not much here. Just read the back of the card. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it says, Trapjaw is armed with combat weapons and an iron jaw. And it says, uh, laser gun hook and pincers, pinchers, plug into right arm or onto belt, you make make his iron jaw move. That's pretty much it. Yeah, well, we'll scan that and throw that up there yeah, for you guys. It's it just says, a, a copy of the back of the original card that the toy came on. Yeah, it just says, Trapjaw, figure evil and armed for combat. Damn right. So, all right. But it came with a nice little photo of, you know, like Trapjaw switching his hook to uh, like a gun almost, a laser blaster, with Stratos and He-Man, you know, yeah, the art's, the, back. the art's sweet. Yeah, it's so. pretty good. So, yeah, so we'll we'll have that scan. That'll be on Facebook for you guys to, to check out. Again, another reason to join our Facebook fan site. See all the images. That's right. Uh, and speaking of images, before this episode comes out, there should be the toy reviews from episode 11 finally up. Oh, thank God. So, sorry, that's my bad. Uh, I still have to take the pictures and everything else, but those should be up. Now you're going to read the back of I'm the 2000... No, no, the Masters Universe Masters Classic. Classic, uh, yeah. The, this is the actual... Is this considered now the official canon of Trapjaw? Not or? really. Okay. Is there an official canon of Not Trapjaw? Not really. Okay. So, anyways, uh, but the nice thing the Classics is trying to do by doing these bios is they're actually trying to tie everything together. Try everything together to make to one create kind of a canon. canon yeah. yeah. So, uh, his real name is Cronus. 
K-R-O-N-I-S. Correct. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> carry on, sir. I carry can, on. I can read. That's why I gave <laughs> so it So I you. know it's correct. Go ahead. Carry on. Um, an insane criminal from the dimension of Infinita. Is that correct? Oh, you can read. Okay. <laughs> but you can't. That's why you got the book. Go ahead. <laughs> Infinita. Cronus was one of several evil warriors freed from intergalactic prison by Keldor to bolster his ranks during the start of the Great Unrest. After serving Keldor for years, Cronus grew ambitious and raised an army of his own to challenge his master. Now, a powerful overlord of evil, Skeletor defeated Cronus, breaking his jaw and arm, leaving him for dead. Found and rebuilt by Triclops, Cronus was transformed by him into Trapjaw, a man armed with combat weapons and an iron jaw. Right. Now, that bio you just read goes and explains part of the mini-comic that came with Trapjaw and part of the Icons of Evil comic right? that came with Trapjaw. So they kind of blended it all they together. They blended it together. So let's go into the little mini-comic here. The, it's called The Menace of Trapjaw, and we'll scan that in and put that into. Not the full comic, just the just cover. Just the cover. We don't want to, <laughs> you know, you guys got to buy it. We don't want to get sued. Exactly. So The Menace of Trapjaw. Skeletor is attacking Castle Grayskull back in the day when two halves of the power sword right. would unlock Castle Grayskull. He couldn't get in, so he got a little displeased, so he dimensional porthole, like the bio said. And he's trying to pull through a portal. (laughs) He's trying to pull through a villain from another dimension to help him open Castle Grayskull and conquer and take over. That other guy ends up being Trapjaw. What happens is uh, He Man is alerted to this. Uh, The flies, you know, with a couple other people here, Tila and Man at Arms, to take care of Skeletor at Grayskull. But what happened was, actually, Trapjaw landed inside of Castle Grayskull. And he came out, and now he has the power of Grayskull, and he refers to himself as a god. Yep. So, hey. <laughs> when someone asks you if you're a god, you, <laughs> you say yes. Then yes. <laughs> <laughs> he starts attacking Man-at-Arms and Tila, and he blasts him with his blaster. He-Man starts to fire upon him, and Trapjaw actually fires and blasts He-Man out of the way. Then Skeletor tries to go, you know, get out of the way. I'm going to destroy you. It's mine. And all the power of Grayskull is mine. Trapjaw's like, you know what? Screw that. It's mine. I'm the god. You're not. You can't stop me. So what happens is He-Man and Skeletor actually kind of join forces here, join the two halves of the power sword, and they take Trapjaw down. So they have to actually team up with each other, which they probably didn't like doing. Yeah. So once they take Trapjaw down, uh, all is saved. The good guys are winning. Uh... Skeletor, being the uh, evil genius that he is, takes the body of Trapjaw and says, you, you're going to do this now. You're going to serve me for, you know, eat your words, He-Man, blah, blah, blah. And so he actually vanishes, but he takes the evil fallen warrior with him to serve him as one of his evil minions. Right. And the day ends happily ever after. Man-at-Arms, He-Man and Tila, you know, walk off a of Castle Grey Skull after they defeated everybody. So, And I actually like the artwork in that, too. I mean, yeah, considering it was done in the 80s and everything. Yeah, a lot else, of people I mean, like the mini-comics. and Yeah, I mean, it's just... It's more of the He-Man Barbarian kind of art. Yeah, it's a little rough. It's kind of weird to say this, but it's a little rough but clean at the same time. Yeah, I know what it's, you mean. It's got that dirty look to it, but it's it's clean lines. Right. And Skeletor looks totally badass as far as the skull images oh, and yeah. everything. So it's very cool looking. All right, so going into the uh, Icons of Evil. Yeah, this is the MV Creations. Uh, Val Staples, you see he worked on this here. Val Staples with the plot. Very nice. Uh, and we also have, uh, I believe on this one here, let me see if anybody else I know did any other work on it. Uh, you could... Well, who's the writer? 
Well, it just says story Robert Kirkman. Okay. Robert Kirkman's big. Yeah. Robert Kirkman, Ian Richter, and Val Staples for the plot. Uh, art is Carlo uh, uh, Pag- Pagnulian. Okay. Ron Riley for colors. Robert Kirkman for letters. So, basically what the story of this is, is we open up and we see Skeletor here. And now, Trapjaw is not him. He's Cronus in this story. Right. So he's... Skeletor's with his evil warriors here. And Cronus chirps up here. goes, you shouldn't be leading. You know, I should be leading. You know, every time you want to do something, we fail. So he starts to challenging Skeletor's rule. So what happens is... Skeletor turns around, blasts him with his Havoc Staff, and then Whiplash and Beastman throw him out of Snake Mountain, down the hill, and he's just left. Yeah. It's like, you're done. Yep. Get out of here. So, Cronus is kind of, you know, weary after being blasted here, and he goes, you haven't seen the last of me, Skeletor. And he's walking away from Snake Mountain, you got that big, iconic Snake yeah. Mountain in the background. It's a great the show. art in this comic is amazing. Phenomenal. Yeah. yeah, it's absolutely amazing. So, Cronus is walking through Eternity, and he gets... You know, gang busted here. He gets jumped by a bunch of... Uh, gets gang banged? Gang banged. So he gets gang busted. <laughs> he gets jumped by a bunch of, you know, outlaws and marauders and whatever. And so he kicks all their ass. So he's badass. Oh, yeah. So this, he this beats show, everybody down. This shows, like, if you watched the Filmation cartoon and you thought all of Skeletor's minions were a bunch of idiots... Boobs. Yeah, like... Because they had to do that in the 80s. Yeah, you had to do it in the 80s. But this comic, this Icons of Yo comic... Shows you that his minions were badass. Yeah, they were all badasses. So, so what ends up being is Cronus is like, you know what? I've beaten your leaders of all your tribes. You're with me. You're in my gang now. And so they go down and they find another, you know, warriors and other tents and other camps. And they go down and they're like, we're going to beat the general because if we beat him, then all these other followers are going to follow me. Yep. And my army. So that's what they do. They go down. They take a few other, you know, armies out. And they end up coming up with this giant, vast army. While Meanwhile, while Skeletor and his minions are in Snake Mountain, Cronus is out there gathering up a legion of followers and a yep. legion of army. And what does he want to do? We're going to hit Snake Mountain. Yeah. And that image of Snake Mountain is yeah. awesome. Yeah, it's, it's, it's awesome looking. So, actually, it's uh, Triclops here who tells Skeletor what's actually going on and what's happening and headed our way. And Skeletor gets all upset and all pissed off, and he actually blasts yeah, Triclops here for telling him the information. <laughs> Don't kill the messenger. Don't kill the messenger, right. So Cronus just leads the follow, and it's an attack. We're attacking Grayskull. And they ended up, you know, attacking pretty well, and it's a big, giant fight. So Skeletor's out there, and he's fighting along with his other minions here. And Cronus actually comes towards Skeletor, and they find each other, and they meet on the battlefield, as all good battles should. That's right. So what actually happens is he tells him he's going to kill him mm-hmm. for throwing him out of Snake Mountain and not letting him lead. He goes, and today you're going to die, Skeletor. So Skeletor actually blasts him in the face with a beam, and that beam, like, because Cronus is blue, but by the time that beam is done with him, his helmet falls off and he's, he's turned his skin green. It's like burned yep. him. So then he blasts him again, he hit him again, and he ends up, at this time, he blasts his arm off. Yeah. He's just disintegrated his, his arm, which ends up being his right arm. His right arm, yeah. yeah. Which, and for most people, is their strong arm. Yeah. And it, it goes, again, my dear Cronus, tell me who's going to die today. And then Cronus kicks him in the face and goes, you. <laughs> he's not done. So he doesn't give up. He blasts his face, you know, 
disintegrating all the skin off his face. He blasts his right arm off, and he's still fighting. He's still going at him. And he ends up hitting him with an uppercut, Skeletor does. And his skin being, and bones being so fragile, it busts his bottom jaw into pieces. Right. And he's laying there on his knees. No bottom jaw, no arm. Just like his tongue hanging there. Yeah. And then Skeletor picks him up by the throat and he goes, it's over, Cronus. You're you're done, you're defeated. And before he looks like he's going to kill him, Cronus reaches up and starts trying to choke Skeletor because he's not done. (laughs) He's still still wanting to kill him. I'm still not done. Yeah. I'm not dead yet. Yeah. He goes, what's this? You're now begging for mercy? You're so afraid to die? Cronus, and he goes... Maybe you can be proven a worthy, you know, adversary since you did raise up this giant army. Maybe there's something in here worth saving. So it's, you're going to be spared. I'm not going to kill you. And then Triclops comes up and he goes, Cronus's army is defeated. And he's like, good, excellent. And Skeletor throws the body of Cronus down. And he goes, Triclops, see what you can do with this mess. Mm-hmm. So actually Cronus ends up becoming Trapjaw by way of Triclops. By Triclops, yeah. And then at the end of the book here we see Evil Lynn going, I can't believe you chose to stay and serve him rather than die. Right. You were a great warrior. We had so much respect for you, Cronus. Which, like, Cronus was probably the second baddest guy next to Skeletor. Yeah, well, like. yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, too, is that in the in this comic, as well as the actual Triclops issue, yeah. as well as the 2000X cartoon, Triclops is more of, like, the inventor guy. Right, right. So he's the guy that... Scientist kind of Yeah, guy. he kind of, like... Not just a scout. Yeah, he gets to, like, rebuild stuff, and he's kind of the creator of a lot of these... A lot of these bad guys' weapons and he everything else. He created a Doomseeker in the 2008 yeah. And Evelyn goes, but how could you come back here after what he did to you and, and how you begged for your life? And what he ends up telling her, he goes, you know what? Keep your friends close and your enemies even closer. And he goes, oh, yeah, by the way, Evelyn, the name's Trapjaw now. Yeah. And at the end, you get this giant... This giant image of, of Trapjaw. Trap it's amazing. Like yeah. you said, the artwork's absolutely incredible. I love these icons of evil issues. There were four of them in the series. We had Trapjaw... Uh, Merman, Merman, Beastman, and, and Triclops. Triclops. Yeah. And I wish they had done more of them. I wish they did. You can like, pick it up available in trade with all four of them or yep. separate. And I picked mine up on uh, eBay. Yeah, I wish they had come Got out all with four like, of them. Evil Lynn and like, yeah, just I wish kept would have going done more, with it. Yeah. But uh, just it's, like, it's like how they do G.I. Joe uh, the Origins now with yeah. the story of the characters. Yeah. But in more depth just for the Masters Universe. And they only did the four bad guys. We didn't get a chance to see any of the, the good guys or the heroes, but right. it ties in nicely to the Trap Jaw special yeah. that we wanted to do. And and like I said, the art's amazing, the story's amazing. Uh, we're certainly going to cover more of those Icons of Evil issues in the future, because I'm sure we'll do spotlights on a few other characters and everything else. Sure, yeah. Um, I know you have no objection to that. Nope. So. <laughs> Not at all. Um, but that's that's my favorite Master of the Universe story. Yeah. That's my favorite icon of evil is a Trapjaw. That's my favorite Master of the Universe story. If you don't buy any other icons of evil besides Trapjaw, buy it. Yeah. If you or, see it in a dollar bin in a comic in, show and yeah. you're thinking about it, buy it. Or my opinion, my personal opinion, if you're going to buy any Masters of the Universe comic, any Masters of the Universe comic, or only, trade. only one, if you're, <laughs> if you're only going to buy one Masters of the Universe comic, wow. That's the one That's I would the buy. one to get, huh? Yeah. That's the one you buy. And again, they sell it in trade. It's yeah. just kind of pricey because it was kind of limited production. Icons of Evil, it's called. Again, it's uh, MV Creations here. You might even be able to get the issues cheaper on eBay than you could get the, the trade. To get the trade, yeah. Because so. I have all four issues, and I still want to get the trade to put in my collection because I have the other two right. trades, but... I'm not going to go out of my way to pay big money for it because I already have the issues. I had the issues. I sold them a while back, and now I, uh, now I wish I had them. But We actually, 
uh, the Icons of Evil Beastman included that in a prize package. Yes, we did. So see what you guys get. So I could have kept that. I could have kept that, but I, the I put it into the prize package. So. Yep. Now we have uh, three different figures that we're looking well, at. Well, wait, here. we're not done with Trapjaw just yet. Tor- oh, you got something I else. still got a little bit of information. All right, what else you got? All right, so Trapjaw in the filmation, uh-huh. he appeared in 39 episodes, okay. which is quite a few. Uh, his very first appearance was the Diamond Ray of Disappearance, which we mentioned earlier right. in the episode. That's yeah, when now he- there were a lot more overall total episodes of the filmation because it right. lasted for a couple more years. So if you're picking that up on seasons, it's season one, volume one and two, season two, volume one and two. So there's like a hundred yeah. plus episodes of that. Yeah, and he appeared in 39 of them. Which you think he's a great character like that. It's not a lot of episodes. No. So. But it's, pick and choose. You're getting you close. You're getting at least about a, maybe a third to a quarter of the episodes yeah, he's appearing maybe, in. Yeah. But the, here's the thing too: is that again, you can watch them on YouTube. Yeah, and again, in, you, in the filmation, he seemed kind of like a bumbling. Yeah, he's skeletal. Looks, like yeah. looks like a bumbling buffoon, easily defeated. But him. again, that Diamond Ray of Disappearance episode introduces all these minions. There, it Trapjaw looks awesome in it. He actually starts the whole battle. And here's something else I noticed with filmation. Trapjaw is the very first evil villain to appear in the introduction. Nice. Of the cartoon. Okay. So you know how they show Castle Grayskull to to defend Castle Grayskull against the evil uh, forces, forces of, of Skeletor. Skeletor. Yeah. Trapjaw is the very first face you see. Okay, before yeah. Skeletor. Before yeah, Skeletor's at the end laughing. He's at the very end. Yeah. But Trapjaw is the very first face you see. Nice. So that was kind of an interesting little factoid there. Villain number one. Yeah. The last episode that he appears in is The Secret of the Sword. Okay, yeah. That's the movie. Okay. That's the Masters of the Universe movie where they introduce She-Ra. And you can find out all the episodes that he appears in by going to He-Man.org. He-Man.org. Or yeah, definitely. Don't go, don't go to He-Man.org. Because that'll take you to Jamaican yeah, website. Definitely. Yeah, <laughs> get, your, get your calendar there. But definitely, you, know, you owe it to yourself if you ever played with He-Man's as a... or even remember the cartoon finally. Go to He-Man.org and just check it out and snoop around. You're, you're going to find something that you yeah. like. Stuff to that, they have their own forums. So it's, yep. it's a really nice community. The people are really nice and really cool. Couple, a uh, couple other things. Just as far as the cartoon appearances, uh, Trapjaw is considered the weapons expert and cyborg with a metal jaw. You uh, can bite through anything, silly, uh, except one metal. Which is that? Eternium. Oh, thought maybe adamantium. No, no, no. Oh, he can crush Wolverine. No, Eternium, it's like the strongest metal on Eternium. He can't bite through it. So the prison cells... Well, that's the 2000X series. No, it's Filmation, Even too. Filmation? Yeah. Okay, okay. They didn't mention that here yeah, for he can't, me. He can't bite through that. Um, now, in one of the episodes, I found this funny, in one of the 80s series episodes, uh, he actually disguises himself with a false beard but no mustache. Yeah. So it just disguises his yeah. jaw. Yeah. Um, in the 2002 series, it's demonstrated that the more metal he eats, the stronger he becomes. Right. And I think one of the metals was, I think, what, maybe Cordite or something? I'm not... Yeah, I, I came across something like that. Well, he but, eats Cordite and he gets a little stronger. Yep. But then after it wears off, it gets kind of weakened and he's easily defeated. Yep. So. Now, to lead into the um, the toy reviews here, uh, the 80s cartoon, his helmet, mouth, uh, man-trap mouth, and robotic arm, and cowboy-style leggings are a cerise color. I think I'm pronouncing that right. They're pinkish... Pinkish red. Red, yeah. Yeah. So, um, but his robotic arm and cowboy-style leggings are recolored black on the actual figure. Cowboy-style leggings. And the figure's helmet and man-trap mouth are colored purplish-red. Right. And then, whereas he has a load of arm attachments in the cartoon, 
Um, most of them in that cerise color. Yeah. Um, the figure only came actually with three, which was a, a claw gun and a hook. Right. And those were also recolored black, black in the yeah. figure. So, right. So since we're talking about the figures. Yeah, and my trap jaw always had the hook. So let's talk, well, let's get into the figures now by going into our uh, Kung Fu Grips. Kung Fu Grips. All right, Chuck. So uh, we have uh, a few different trap jaw figures, which is awesome that yeah. they've created a few different ones over the years. Yeah, basically we have all the ones they created except for the uh, the statues so. and the variant of the two thousand X and the variant of the two thousand X. Yeah. So so basically we're going to start off with the original one here, the uh, the filmation trap jaw, the original. Basically, he's a smaller figure, like you said. The weapons are all in black here. Yeah. He's got little beady eyes. Yeah. Instead of, like, the pupil-type eyes. Instead of the yellow glowing eyes, like right. Scott Farkas. Yeah, he just... So he, help me God, he had yellow eyes. <laughs> um, he's got the little the uh, hook, hook yeah. on his head, which I used to always put, like, thread, thread through. Thread through, or fishing line, or fishing yep. tackle, yeah. He's got the uh, belt with the skull and crossbones, which actually does not appear in the cartoon. No. Yeah. It, it's just, uh, he just has a regular belt. But, yeah. and But the belt, actually, the uh, other weapons for his arm actually hook into that. So. Yep. Uh, which is actually a nice little touch. I didn't even remember when I was a kid that he could hook up his... Yeah, so you don't lose him. ...his uh, other arm things. Now, here's an interesting thing. When it comes to Trapjaw with his extra arms and everything else, something I was realizing. When I was a kid, Trapjaw was my favorite He-Man figure yeah. to own. Always one of mine. And the G.I. Joe Bats yeah. were my favorite G.I. Joe figures to own. The robots. What do both of them come with a lot of? A lot of accessories. Right. What don't I like now that I'm older? <laughs> I found out what it is. When I was a kid, I liked a lot of accessories because it was awesome and I could leave them laying anywhere. Now I have to store accessories yeah. somewhere. So it's a little bit different. And he has the power punch where he twists his waist and he punches. Nice. Now they also redid the um, Trap Jaw as the uh, collector's edition when they redid them, the reissues, where they put them in a box. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so okay. they had a trap jaw like that, too. But it's exactly the same as this one. It's the so. same as the original one. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, he's got a mouth that opens up. He's got the, the and claw this one, yeah. and the gun and the, hook. and the hook. And this one is the one they remastered and remodeled. The Maddie Collector. Did uh, the uh, Master of the Universe Classics. There you go. So, the Motu Classic. Motu Classic. So, yeah, this is exactly the same as this. And, again, once you see the pictures on it, if you haven't seen them before, you'll see it. It's very, very similar, eerily similar. This is how this figure should have been done back then. Right. Uh, but with all the movement of the he's, new classic. Yeah, he's set. a bit taller. His knees bend. His uh, ankles bend. He's got uh, rotating wrists. Wrist, yeah. uh, or wrist. Or wrist, yeah. Uh, well, this one rotates. It's a little just... bit, yeah. <laughs> he's got the elbow movement. He's got the shoulder ball joint yeah. movement. He's got the mouth that opens and... The great thing about the mouth, you pointed this out to me. Yeah. Why don't you go ahead and tell them about that? Oh, uh, in the comic that we went over, the MV Creations comic, where he Skeletor blasted off his jaw with an uppercut, you have that little piece of jaw left there, the tongue, yep. and that's what's inside of the figure there. Yeah, it's with the awesome. remnants of the busted up jaw. He's got a little red tongue hanging there and everything. Yeah. So, and what's good about this figure too that uh, Mattel included was the Cronus head and the other arm that he had before Skeletor blew it off. And the thing I like... So you can change him and yep. take the hook arm off and take the trap jaw head off and make a Cronus figure. The thing I like with the, the hook arm or the attachment arm is they still gave him a bendable elbow. Elbow, yeah. And a moving uh, shoulder. Right, whereas the other one, the older one, did not have a bendable elbow. It's just right. a straight arm. So, 
But yeah, I love the the little Cronus extra head there. Yeah, and then and it came with extra arm. the same accessories: the hook, the blaster, and the the pincher. Yep, and they got a little bit of touch of blue to them to kind yeah, of show just, joints yeah. and everything else, which a is a little touch of blue, little little nice touches there. So it's not just pure black and right. uh, stark and everything. Uh, now the 2000X. Yeah, uh, last but not least is the 2000X, and this one's actually mine. You were able to find this for me. And uh, now I have one too. You have one also. Yeah, we're using my sample here. This is my favorite trap jaw. The, absolutely, this is by far the best trap jaw figure that there is. I think that figures they were made the best in the 2000X line. Yeah, that's why I'm such a fan. Absolutely. Now the only thing I wish this one did that's like the Maddie uh, Collector one is I wish like there was some bendability in the elbow or the knees or the many of the figures yeah. didn't do that. Though. Right, they didn't. That's and that, and that's perfectly much, yeah. fine. But the sculpt is amazing. Yeah, uh, these were sculpted by the Four Horsemen, yep. as well as the uh, Masters Universe Classics was sculpted by the Four Horsemen too. Yep. I don't know who sculpted the original. He's one. got twistable waist. His mouth probably opened. some kindergarten. <laughs> His mouth does open, <laughs> and it's got little spring spring loaded spring action going there. His speaking of spring loaded action, his his uh, hook arm, arm or yeah. robotic arm does bend. At the elbow, but what it does, it has a spring-loaded action, so if you pull back on it, it springs forward. Yeah, now if I can't remember offhand, but does that one do the power punch? No, just, he doesn't do the power punch, he just twists. Okay, he can twist yeah. at the waist, but he doesn't do the power punch. Um, but awesome sculpting. It does th- have the hook on the top of the head, too. Yes, so. has the hook at the top of the head. The the, th- the, I'm sorry, the only difference between the regular one and the uh, the variant one... Yeah. was the the green color of the skin. Yeah, he he has matched the green color of the face. Right. He instead of having the blue skin on his upper chest, he has green skin. He kind of looks more like a zombie. Yeah, I don't really case. care for that one. I really like it, but I like it because he yeah. looks like a zombie. I won't be picking that one up. <laughs> I will be. Um, but there you go. <laughs> and I'll do a review of that one on my own. Jesus Christ. But uh, anyways, uh, the other thing I like with the 2000X one is he comes with a claw. And the claw actually opens and closes as well. So you can actually get a gripping Which, action yeah, going on. The pincher, yeah. Yeah. And it actually bends forward and down as well, so you can get little Yeah, now the original one, the pincher didn't open and close, but it was right. such a soft plastic you could make it close. Right. But the classic one does open and close. Very nice. Yeah, so I like the opening and closing. He's got but, a little bit of wrist But this one's more there. of a flat, like, if someone actually had a robotic hook arm... This could look like a prosthesis. prosthesis. Yeah, prosthesis, yeah. Whereas that one's there's no way like, that yeah. someone's going to think this is a prosthesis. And the thing it I looks really, like a an insect pincher, like yeah, a, like a like a crab beetle or something yeah. like that. Now, one of the things I also like with him is he can stand up pretty easily and still maintain his big giant arm. The 2000X one, he has this giant arm that you think would throw him off balance, but it really doesn't. And the 2000X one figures, the thing I really like about them also is they're not all from necessarily the same mold. Each yeah, one sculpted. Each, each one's one has unique. new parts and yeah. everything. Yeah, they didn't share a lot of parts where, as the vintage figure, they shared the same parts. As you'll notice, uh, I believe it was um, the same buck as all the other registered guys, He-Man and everything. Now, the arms, I think, are Manny Face's arms, and I think the legs are the same as Manny Face's. Just painted differently. Painted differently. Yeah. And the same same thing I'm going to be using probably for this, too. The arms are probably going to end up being Manny Face's arms, and the legs are probably going to be used for Manny Face's, For the uh, Matty. For the Matty. Classic one. The classic one here, yeah. So. Whereas the same standard male buck that you have, the torso, with the same loincloth. 
Yeah. So by the time uh, this episode airs, there should actually be five total new toy reviews for you guys to check out. The awesome. two from episode 11. Which was the Chewbacca that The Rock Chewbacca sent. the Rock sent us. And the bat- Batman. Battle Damage from San Diego Comic Con. And three Trap Jaws. And three Trap Jaws. So and a partridge in a pair. How can you ask for anything more? You can't. So... Uh, to close so, off, no, just to recap okay, here, go okay. to heman.org, check out Masters Cast, Masters of the Universe Chronicles, Roast Google Dinner, and if you can get your hands on any of those Masters of the Universe comics, definitely check that out. Uh, and also, another plug here for Hive of Villainy, they sell some trap jaw figures on there. Yes. H Y V E of Villainy, V I L L A I N Y. And if you're looking for comics for and you want a trap jaw comic, I forgot to mention this, his first appearance in a comic book. Was Masters of the Universe mini comic number nine? So that mini comic we covered is yeah. actually designated number nine of the mini comic. Yeah. So uh, he appear- and I have it. Yeah, and he appears in six total issues. Oh, and According- on the back of the comic is Manny faces. You can see where the yep. the leggings are the same, just colored different. Yep. Um, and then what? Uh, and what I can do is I can even post that uh, back cover on there so people can see yeah, that for like themselves. That. So that's fine. Yeah. Um, according to comicvine.com. Uh, Trapjaw appears in six comic book issues. Cool. So I don't know if they're referring to just the mini comics or if they're referring to some of the, the DC us, the, star the star or, yeah, ones. I yeah. don't know. So, but that's what they had listed. So, all right, closing out the show here. We're gonna go into our battle files. Battle files. All right, Chuck. So yeah. when it came to battle files, we really couldn't think of a trapjaw centric battle file because we already did our top five and top ten match universe, universe heroes and villains. And I would have loved to have thought of a, of a trapjaw centric yeah top five. So if you guys can think of a trapjaw <laughs> top, top five, five yeah. we'll do it. Top five favorite accessories used keep, in filmation. Yeah, keep yeah. keeping in mind that it's got to have well more than five because we have to pick our favorites out of it. Yeah. So so with us being uh, with the podcast and on the forums, we're in a fantasy football league. We've been doing fantasy football after week one. I'm one and zero. I am zero and one. I spanked Rock's ass and Crimson Starfighter. That's right, Rock. I'm calling you out. <laughs> spanked that ass. Crimson Starfighter kicked my ass, but if you look at the scores, he would have kicked anybody's ass because he had Arian Foster to play. Yeah. And it just destroyed me. So yeah, I actually won, so I'm 1-0. You're 0-1. I'm 0-1. I would have beat a few teams. But you I, didn't play if them. If I had played somebody else, so I at least felt good about that. Yeah. And I would have lost anyways no matter who I would have played. So it's not like I'm trying to make your victory feel better. It, no, you mean my defeat? That's right. Yeah. I did win in my other league. That doesn't count. It counts for We're me. We're counting about this. It counts for me. But anyway, uh, so anyways, so I'm 1-0. You're 0-1. Yes. Uh, so we'll see how the rest of this goes. I can't wait till the week I play Chuck. I know. Uh, that's going to be intense. Big big banter, big coke wager on that <laughs> one. Oh, um, I forgot to mention, too, about the trap. I'll just going back here. Spy Monkey Creations. Mm-hmm. They, uh, it's just a guy, he creates his own weapons for Masters of the Universe. Oh, yeah. Uh, classics. Uh, and he actually created some different weapons for Trapjaw that are seen in the Filmation cartoon, like the uh, crossbow and stuff like that. Right. So you can go there, spymonkeycreations.com. You can get them for like, what, 15 bucks? 15 bucks for the weapons of Trapjaw. And, now, this and guy casts his own plastic I was gonna say, keeping his own stuff. Yeah, keeping in mind that this guy... There's about five different weapons. This guy created them himself, so there's a, a cost for him involved, which is all he's charging you is he's, the cost. The tooling, the plastic pouring. He also created some different swords for other characters, some different shields for other characters. So just go check it out, spymonkeycreations.com. Just throw that out there. Okay. So one of the top fives, I've been going through some of the old top five lists, top ten lists that you guys requested. And I actually came across some that we never, 
I, I don't even remember seeing on there. So we're certainly, and they were creative ones. So I, I'm certainly going to, we're certainly going to touch some of those. But one of the early ones that we got asked was from Starfighter, who kicked my ass. Um, Ta-da! And we figured we're going to make this a, basically a sports-centric type top five list. Because we discussed our fantasy football. Yeah. yeah. So his top five question, or top five suggestion was top five college football teams and he goes, and the Oklahoma Oklahoma Sooners have to be number one. Well, first of all, I don't think Starfighter could think of five teams, college teams. That he roots for. That he roots for, other than the Sooners. I know I can't. I can't either. So what we're going to do. So what we're going to do is the top five sports franchise teams yep. that, that we're big fans of. Top five professional sports franchises. And I can at least speak for my list that I do have a college football team on my list. So Well... Let's go into that. Okay, so let's start with uh, our number five. Number five, uh, I'll go first here. Top five professional sports franchises, keeping that in mind. Being professional, I did not include amateur ranks as colleges. Okay. I know we said colleges, but we kind of changed it a little bit. So, Number five, I went with the New York Yankees. I hate you. Now, I'll tell you why I went with the Yankees. I hate you. (laughs) I went with the Yankees only because of the management style. What that they got a lot of money, so they, they could got buy a lot of money. They could buy whoever they and want. They spend it on every, if George Steinbrenner owned your favorite franchise, you would love it. Sure, that's all. I'm but saying. he doesn't. Because, that's all I'm saying. Because guess who my favorite franchise is at number five? Who's that? The Cleveland Indians. The local Indians. Yes, I, I was born and raised in Cleveland. Right. Yes, I'm a homer. I don't care. You say what you want about homers, but guess what? I followed the Indians through their lean years, through their better years. And now we're back to the lean years again, which is why they're my number five. <laughs> yeah. But I was saying the Yankees, the way they're run, I can't like the as Yankees. an organization. I you don't like the team. I, yeah, if it exactly. was your team, right. you would love it. But they're not. That's all. I'm and they're my five. and they're my team's rivals. So well, I'm not. My team's not in the American League, so I don't give a shit. <laughs> so whatever. So all right. So you're number four. Okay, number four here. What did I have for number four? Uh, the Chicago Blackhawks, recent winners of the Stanley Cup. Okay, coming from Chicago. I used to like hockey a lot more than what I do now. Right now, I'm just starting to get back into it because the Blackhawks won. Yeah. So. So you're a bandwagon person. Pretty much. Okay. Just on hockey. Yeah. I never got into hockey really. Yeah. I mean, but I was really I, into I hockey like it until they had the strike yeah. and they missed the whole year. Then I was really yeah. soured on the whole friggin' yeah. thing. I like hockey. I actually went and saw the Toledo Storm when I went to the University of Toledo. Okay. Uh, and I loved going to the games. They were awesome. I just never been enough of a fan. To I know moving here to Cleveland, hockey's not that big in Cleveland because right. they don't have a professional franchise. Right. But I did go to a couple of minor league games. The uh, Lumberjacks. Lumberjacks, yeah, they were called. Which is now the Lake Erie Monsters. Yeah, they were. They changed names yeah. a few times. So. So. But I did go a couple of those and check them out. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're the Monsters, but uh, hockey's just not big in this town. Yeah, it's not. And like I said, I like hockey. I've gone to. And the that's kind of weird because the surrounding cities around it, like. Pittsburgh, huge. Buffalo, yeah. and Detroit. Detroit, right. All hockey towns. And good hockey teams. Yeah. So, which I don't understand why. And Chicago. Which I don't understand why Cleveland can't right. host hockey. And, uh, and like I said, I do like watching hockey. In fact, hockey kind of leads into what my number four is. Okay. And this is kind of cheating, but it's, my, it's a franchise I root for. Yeah. It's Team USA. Yeah. When it comes to the Olympics or soccer or really anything else, but really mostly Olympics and soccer, I do watch the Olympics. I hear so many people 
I'm sorry, they're fucking lying through their teeth. You hear so many people go, I don't really like the Olympics. I don't really watch the Olympics. Really? Because it gets a ton of ratings all the time. I don't watch the Olympics. I, that's fine. I was going to put that on it because I'd like to represent my country, but you called sure. me a, a scammer. Right, because so, you heard what I had. Right. And it would be a cheater. <laughs> and I'm like, you know what? I really don't watch the Olympics all that much. Uh, but I do watch the hockey. So the hell with it. I do watch the hockey, the U.S. team in hockey, which they did great. They didn't and they're win. And more but, amateur athletes again. Yeah. I took off amateur athletes and stick with more professional um, athletes. But I, and I watched the, you know, I watched the cup uh, for soccer with the World the, Cup. World Cup. Fuck soccer. I'll say it. I played for ten years. I know you it, did. So you can kiss my hairy ass. Wow. <laughs> That's care of Ryan at StarJustPodcast.com. So I, I love watching. I love playing soccer more than I liked watching it. But at least I know what's going on because I played it. So. I will I will root for Team USA in the Olympics. I will oh, root, I'll root for, team. for my country because it's my country. And I'll and I'll root and I'll watch it and enjoy it. Yeah, it's not just rooting for them. I enjoy a lot of times through the, the Olympics. It's on at ridiculous hours here because it's in another country. Yeah, host it, so. I stay up and watch it. All right, number three. Number three. What I have for number three here is your local sports franchises. Where <laughs> you live at, you must support your local franchises. I I agree with that. So I put the Cleveland Indians, Cleveland Browns. Okay, because. That's what you're force-fed around here with the local news, local newspaper, sure. publications. So you kind of have a rooting interest in it. And besides, you don't want people to pick on you for a team that sucks where you live. Right. And they do suck. They do. I mean, I'm, I'm a... But re- I root for them to win because yeah. I want them to win. I'm a re- nice for the city to have a championship. Yeah, I'm a realistic fan. Yeah. I will freely admit when my team sucks. Okay. But I will still root for them. Okay. So... Who do you get for number three? My number three, no huge surprise. Again, a homer... Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavaliers. And yes... Even after LeBron James. I was watching them before LeBron came. I will watch them now that LeBron's gone. That guy better hope I never find him in a dark alley. Because... He's still bitter about that. I am still bitter because the dude stabbed the city in the back. And I'm not... Here's the thing. I'm not... He didn't stab the city in the back. Yes, he did. Here's how he did it. Okay? (laughs) I am not upset that he left. Okay. Okay. I understand that. It's a big decision. I didn't think he was going to stay. Okay. So I I'm, I wasn't delusional thinking LeBron's going to stay in Cleveland. Okay. Okay. Here's how he stabbed us in the back. Do you remember a few terms in Cleveland of the drive, the fumble? I've heard of those. Yeah. The shot. Yeah. Things like. Guess what LeBron called his choice? It was called the decision. The decision. Now he grew up here. Yeah. He knew what those terms meant, but and he even, even grew and growing up here. The kid grew up in Akron. Yeah. He, 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 he took a lot of flack in the public news. Now, I'm not from Cleveland. Sure. He took a lot of flack in the news because he likes the New York Yankees. Right. He likes the Dallas Cowboys. Right. He doesn't support the local teams. Right. He's one of those younger kids who... But he expects... He's a front runner. But he expects the teams, the people in the city and the teams in the city to support his team. Yes. So guess what? Here's what you do. The guy has no class. Fine. Class. You want to go to a Yankees? You want, you want to go to a Yankees Indians game? Oh, we're turning this into a sportscast. Fine. Go to a Yankees Indians game, but don't wear a Yankees hat in Cleveland. Yeah, he wore a New York Yankees hat at Jacobs Field, right? While watching a Cleveland Indian New right. York Yankees game, and then he wore a well Dallas, Dallas Cowboys, Cowboys hat while watching a Browns, Browns game, game in Cleveland. In Cleveland. So, but the, they were playing the Cowboys. He was just supporting his team. 
I go you're gonna, to you want to chastise every other go, person. Go to their go to their city. Are you going to chastise every other person in Jacobs Field rooting for the Yankees, or is it just because it's LeBron James? It's because it was LeBron. That's who, all I wanted. Who played for the Cavs? Yeah, and expected that's his employer. Expected those people to support him. That's his employer. And you're not going to turn around and support the, the, your other local teams. He had. You know how many? That's Cle- his, you're pointing you, at me. Do you know how many Cleveland athletes showed up at Cavs games to support the Cleveland Cavaliers? I'm sure they were comp those tickets. I don't care if they were comp. They still came and wore Cavs stuff. Okay. He came to games that I'm sure he was comp tickets for. Sure. He didn't pay for those Probably fucking not. things. And wore the opponent's stuff. And then, uh, like I said, he knows what the means to Cleveland. The word yeah. the. And he called it the decision. All right. And made a big spectacle out of it. You need to calm down. Just as... <laughs> de- the- <laughs> the Ryan's got to call I have down. never wished a career. We're stand by for technical difficulties. I have never wished a career-ending injury on wow. anyone. This is this is getting heated. I'm anyone, but LeBron. Stop. But LeBron needs to twist an ankle. You know what your number one and two are. You need to stop. LeBron needs to twist an ankle. Jesus will hurt you. <laughs> LeBron needs to twist an ankle and never be able to play basketball again. Oh my god. All right, number three was. But I will still. But I will still support the Cleveland Cavs. I'm going. I'm going to go to a game in the new season. I'm going to love it. It's going to be a great time. I don't care if they suck. Fucking delusion. I'm still going to be there. <laughs> all right, all right. Whew. That's okay. Whew, that's, we need a break from that one here. All right, number two. God damn. Number two. All right, number two, the Chicago Bears. Okay. Uh, coming from Chicago, loving the Chicago Bears. No 1985 surprise. Bears team was the best team sure. ever. Fuck you, Miami Dolphins. Number se- you, you don't know what the hell you're talking about. 72 Dolphins undefeated. I don't care. The 85 Bears were the best team ever. Refrigerator Perry? Yes. Jim McMahon, Walter hey, Payton. Hey, we I tied think. it back to the show. Refrigerator Perry was a G.I. Joe figure. Yes. So, he was the. We've circled back yeah. to the show. It all comes circle. All right, my number two, I'm going to get a lot of flack for my number two. Yeah, what's that? Uh, because this is a team you either love or hate. Yeah. Notre Dame football. Notre Dame Fighting Irish. Notre Dame Fighting Irish. I used to be an Ohio State fan because I grew up in Ohio. Again, okay. I'm a homer. Okay. I met my wife who went to Notre Dame. Okay. And she converted me. Okay. <laughs> uh, no. You had to take I, a class for that? I, yeah. I started going to games yeah. on campus, had an amazing experience. Well, we, sure. We yeah. now go to a game every year. All right. Uh, we just went to the Purdue okay. Notre Dame game, right. and which was awesome. With our religion, it helps. Yeah. they sure. Notre Dame won against Purdue, which I was very happy. Right. If, uh, if Dane Christ had stayed healthy in the game against Michigan, they probably would have won that one, too. You like football. I like. I love football. <laughs> I love I football. Okay. So yeah, Notre Dame is my number two. All right. Number one for me. Uh, no surprise, the Chicago Cubs. My favorite sport is baseball. I love baseball. Yep. Um, that's why I have no problem putting the Yankees number five on my list <sighs> as a well-run organization because Chicago is in the National League and the Cubs are my team. Well, here's the thing too. When it comes to the Cubs, I like the Cubs. Everybody loves the Cubs. That's gonna how be my, can you hate? That's the gonna Cubs. be. That's gonna be my point. I would love to hear from someone that actually hates the Cubs. You know what they are? They're White Sox fans and they're trash. I don't even know if the White Sox fans hate the Cubs. They better. Because I hate them. I think everyone loves the Cubs. You should. You should. It's like, Dallas Cowboys are not America's team. The Chicago Cubs are America's team. Oh, I agree. Yeah. If the Cubs went into the World Series, everyone, even the opponent's fans, are going to be rooting for the Cubs to win. Right. I'll be rooting for the Cubs to win. Thank you. So... Uh, I'll take my, a week off of work if they win. <laughs> I'll be drunk somewhere. Speaking of taking off from work if somebody wins. <laughs> number that, one. That leads into my number one. You said I like football. You love football. I said I'm a homer. You're a homer. 
Cleveland Browns. Number one. If they ever, I already told my wife, if the Browns ever go to the Super Bowl, whether they have a good chance of winning or not, if they ever go to the Super Bowl, which I'm hoping will be in my lifetime, we're live a long time. We're going to the game. We're going to the game. I don't care if I have to put a mortgage on the house. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> what has to happen? We're going to the Browns game if they're in the Super Bowl. If they win, I'm taking the day off from work. We're going to the, the parade downtown because this city is going to be lit on fire. They're going to burn the city to the ground like Detroit. <laughs> um, love the Browns. Grew. I mean, here's the thing. You grew up in Cleveland during the 80s with Brian Seip and Bernie Kosar. You, there's no way you couldn't like the Browns. Yeah, coming from another city in another state into Cleveland, this is a football town. Browns are Browns fans are fanatic. This is a football town more than basketball and baseball probably combined. Right, and you've been around a lot of places. This is a football town. Would you say the the Cleveland Browns fans? There's some of the most are rabid, the most fans, rabid yeah. dedicated fans. There's some of the most rabid fans I've seen. Yeah, that uh, is a football town. They will tell you that much. Like Chicago is a football town. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's ridiculous. It's a religion. I mean, I grew up with the cardiac kids, and I didn't even know what the word cardiac meant. I thought it was just a cool yeah. name when I was a kid. Right. But uh, yeah, it, it, I love it. Yeah, it's, love it. Love it. Love it. Love the Browns. We'll watch them all the time. I know they're not good right now. They're your logo on the. I know they're football. Yeah, I know they're losing. They I should have won that first game. Yeah, I don't care. I will follow. And them. that's kind of funny because the Bears are one to know. I'm one to know. You're 0-1, and the Browns are 0-1. So maybe I can turn things around for the Browns. And your team. And myself. But I doubt it. Uh, (laughs) Good luck. Whatever. Good luck. Whatever, dude. I'm not going to root against them unless they play the Bears. You're going to root against me, though. Yes. (laughs) Against everybody you play. I want you to go over. Publicly saying it. I I want you to go winless. I'm still going to be the co-host. That's okay. (laughs) All right. So that ends up... That ends this uh, episode... Hope you guys enjoyed yeah, it. I hope you enjoyed our little retrospect look at Trapjaw, one of our favorite little villains of all time. Yep. Probably our next special that we'll do will probably be Thundercats, because that seems to be what got the most votes. Yeah. Um, I'm hope- Manicor was Thundercatting all the way. Yeah. Uh, and then probably Mask after that. Uh, probably maybe, yeah, some- maybe Voltron. Who yeah. knows? Yeah, so definitely Thundercats is going to be next as far as a special. We're certainly going to circle back to Masters of the Universe. That's I don't a- have any Thundercats. Toys. That's a given. We'll f- see what we can do. If a listener's out there and has a Thundercat toy and you like wish to donate it for an upcoming episode, right? Email us at starjoespodcast at gmail dot com and we will use that and Spe- keep it. Speaking of starjoespodcast at gmail dot com, our contact information that's our email address. Yes. You can also find us at starjoes dot com. Yes. Speaking of which, the website had a little glitch in it where the links on the right hand side that were all these reference links for you guys, yeah, they disappeared. Podbean fixed it. I let them know about it. They fixed it. Now I have to just go in and re-enter everything in. I will get that up as soon as I possibly can. I'm probably going to make it a little cleaner this time. Probably this weekend when you upload the yeah. toy images. Yeah. So I'll make it a little cleaner this time so this way it's easier to find stuff. Maybe yeah. your favorite characters or TV shows or whatever. So go to starjoes.com. You can find our forums at thecomicforums.com. Just scroll down to Star Joe's. We're on iTunes. We had a couple on, of reviews. Recently. We did have a couple of reviews recently. We'll cover those next episode. Next episode, we're going to cover go back to regular format as far as covering all the latest G.I. Joe, Transformers, and Star Wars comics that have come out. Yeah, because we got a bunch of them. And at some point in the near future, we got to finish that Battle Royale out. Yeah, uh, that we, might be our next special is the Battle Royale. Yeah, we might just do like a short special on that. 
because uh, there's plenty of talk about there. Yeah, no doubt. So uh, with that, I think is that everything now? Uh, go to our fan site on Facebook. We mentioned that a few times. Yeah. Please leave us again a review on iTunes. Yeah, check out those uh, those albums I put up there at the Columbus Toy Show. It's some good stuff. Absolutely. We'll walk down memory lane for some vintage toys. Absolutely. And you'll see me. <laughs> I'm in the gray t-shirt I'm still going to be the man of mystery That's right So uh, with that we'll go ahead and close the show By the force will be with you Because knowing us is half the battle Take care guys Later In today's story Elena tried taking a magic potion Which she thought would help her Well she found out there aren't any magic potions And you know what? There aren't any magic drugs either. Anytime you take one from anybody but your parents or your doctor, you're taking a very big chance. You're gambling with your health, maybe even your life. Drugs don't make your problems go away. They just create more.